Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. The show where we talk about something interesting, and I am going to attempt to do that. My name is Dave Warnicky, and I'm here with Matt Stewart. Hello, Matt. Hey, Dave. Yeah, the interesting thing, I guess that um, that's a subjective uh, term. Now, it's interesting. In my thing. term, I think it's objective because I always always find it interesting. Ah, all right. I take it all back. You Let's take start it all again back? from the top. From the top. Well, let's welcome Jess Perkins into the show. Hello, Jess. Hello, boys. Well, that's not from the top. That's kind of from just below the top. But that's okay. Hey, Jess. Hi, mates. How are we? We are... Well, I can't speak for Matt. Obviously, he's... I've already tried to speak for everyone and tell them that this show's (laughs) interesting. And he's already told you off for that, so don't speak for him now. But I am bloody good. Matt, yourself. No, I'm bloody good too. You could have spoken for us all then. Yeah, I'm pretty bloody good as well. All right. Go team. Okay. That's one thing we've got got (laughs) in common. Alrighty. Should we, are we just are we going to jump straight? Let's in? just jump straight into Should it this time. Let's just do it. No I, bloody chit chat. No yeah. time for that. Hey, how have you been, Jess? Uh, really well. <laughs> no chit chat. Here's a chit chat question. Um, just before you get into that, yes. um, about talking about no chit chat. What have you been up to lately? How's how's the family? The family are all very well. Anne and John Perkins are, are doing well. No. Anyway, so anyway, we, no chit chat this week. No, no chit chat. Straight into the show. Uh, this what happens is we each. 
Take it in turns to research a topic and then report back to the other guys about said topic. This week it is Jess, your turn mm-hmm. to regale us with a tale. Oh, I didn't know you were going to regale us. <laughs> That's cool. I'm a little bit... <laughs> Matt, have you had red cordial or something this morning? You really are active. I did have... I had a flat white. Oh. Um, my oh, sixth flat white. You really... Not ever? today. No, ever. not today, ever. Yeah. Do you remember a few weeks ago we went out for lunch after... Was that your first ever flat white? That was his white? first yeah. one a few weeks ago. We so that was like two weeks ago when you've had six flat whites. Yeah. You've I'm gone from, from one to six. Yeah. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, thank I've you. still never had a flat white. Anyway, no chit-chat this week. Uh, no chit-chat. Straight into it. I was going to say I'm a little bit uh, nervous about this one because you'll either, you'll either get on board or it's going to be a long, long podcast. So this one is genu- genuinely subject. I think that's subject- kind of the rule no, it's, of podcasts. It's, I think right? it's still interesting, but it might be like more interesting to me for nostalgia reasons, and you'll understand why. And also, Ship to shore. I've learnt my lesson from the Beatles episode where I went too broad, and now I've made it very specific. Like I've timed it to... Uh, one single day, okay. one single evening. The, the credits to ship to shore. I can guess this one because it's, it's nostalgic mm-hmm. and it's very personal to you and it's one day. I wouldn't say Was personal it to your me. 13th birthday yes! party? Yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah. But we... we went to Smorgies. It was great. Point. No, we're not doing my 13th birthday. I, I will st- we always start with a question. Okay. Um, Ready to answer. I've got, I've got two questions. Uh, Unconventional, but we'll allow. No, no, no. I'll, I'll go with... Um, the more obvious one, and then if we need to, I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down. Biggest, what do you think is the biggest sporting event in Australian history? Um, in, in history or like annually? The 1991 oh, uh, say, AFL Grand Final where Angry Anderson played <laughs> uh, Bound for Glory in the back of the Batmobile. That is exactly what I'm talking No, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> But it's a nighttime. You said it was a nighttime. It's a thing nighttime well. thing. Kathy Freeman running in the Sydney Olympics. You're super close. Uh, just, just the Sydney Olympics. Again, no, very close. One night. It's one night. The opening ceremony. The opening <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> An unforgettable night in my chapter as well because I had gastro and I watched the whole event vomiting into a bucket every me? five minutes. Because I got chicken pox for the Olympics and my dad took my brother up to Sydney to watch to go to the Olympics and Mum and I had to stay home because I had chicken pox. I missed the Olympics. You were going to go to we the games. We were going to go. He took my brother and my brother's friend, and they like they were in the Brazilian cheer squad for some volleyball, and they were at all these events, and I missed it all. Isn't that brutal? It's just a moment of my childhood. I think I was I was at a party that night or something. Teen backyard party. So not a party for that event. No, just no, I didn't see it, but I do. I I remember hearing about it. And have you seen any clips of it since? Yeah, I think I've seen Nikki Webster on a rope or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I like Nikki Webster um, had a hit song called Strawberry Kisses. She did. Which is also uh, my name for my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've just found your, your coffee order. <laughs> what are you talking... Is that a genuine... He's lifting up his shirt for those at home. He's showing us his nipples. Wow. I can confirm. Not one, but two... Strawberry kisses. I'm dying. Oh, just how seriously you said that. Strawberry, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, we will be tweeting a photo of these nipples after the show. Hopefully, Matt is on board for that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You can see the no strawberry doubt. kisses for yourself. Maybe we should tweet a picture of them to Nikki Webster. Check out these strawberry kisses. <laughs> She'd probably write back. She probably would. She's quite sad. She's not. She's not oh, giving. Is she? Well, no, but didn't and she? She's. Is she on uh, Dancing with the Stars or something at the moment? Or is no, that she Tessa was... Irwin? 
Terio and te- Bindi. Uh, Bindio. Bindio and is on uh, I get those two confused. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And Nikki was years and years ago. Right, okay. Like a long time ago. I've merged them into one person. Yeah, and look. So, <laughs> one super enough. being. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, <laughs> we all remember then where we were. Where we were, the on night. On the 15th of September, 2000. Is that the, that the date? Mm-hmm. Wow, the 15th. So And Kathy Freeman, she... Oh, you're going to go into this, mm-hmm. but she, I think she had a role in lighting the flame or carrying the flame or something. She did. Because that's the, it's so funny. They're like, big secret. Oh, who's going to be the one who lights the, the big cauldron? Yeah. Oh, who's it going to be? It's and people like, actually, they talk about it like people care. I don't think anyone does, but the commentators will be like, talking up it? like, it was, a, it was a secret. Oh my God. So, yeah, yeah, it was a secret that like, is it going to be Pat Rafter? Is it oh. going to be Shane Crawford? It could be anyone. Is it going to be Yvonne Gulligong Crawley? Crawley. It could be Crawley, but it could be Dawn Fraser. <gasps> it could be anyone. Oh, my good. I know. It could be Patrick McCubbin, uh, risen from the dead, the Australian bush artist. Surely yeah. it's not going to be Frederick McCubbin. Surely it's oh, yeah, not going to be famous triptych uh, painter. Surely it's not going to be... A current athlete like Kathy Freeman or mm. or Andrew Gaze. No, but was Andrew Gaze a current? Athlete? He was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he carried the flag. Well, there you go. Big moment for ten-year-old me. Who? Uh, You're a basketball player. Basketball player. Big Andrew Gaze fan. So Gazy. he's a top guy. Great bloke. He seems like a good dude. Top bloke. Don't. He used to do the footy tips on the Channel Ten News. Always very hilarious. He'd follow it up by. Throwing a basketball over his head or something so good. Very good. Really, <laughs> like, like I, I, rec- know, I know what I'm talking about. Then you just shot a hoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unreal, like, I was watching clips from the Olympics um, is, as research, and I got like onto an Andrew Gaze one because I love Andrew Gaze, and they, they were interviewing him before they went into the the stadium, and like they knew he was going to be carrying the flag, and they're like, "Oh, do you, uh, have you prepared?" He's like, "Mate, they haven't told me anything. They just gave me this lanyard, <laughs> told me to put it around my Gregory Peck, and I was like, Gregory Peck, Agus rhyming slang, so good." I was talking about rhyming slang the other day. I was hanging out with my uncle, and he he's a rhyming slang fiend. Yeah. But every now and then, after a few drinks, he'll forget how it works. Like the other day, he's like, <laughs> he, can, he he's had he's had a bunch of he he wanted he wanted to ask me to pass him a, a bottle of water, and he said, and he wanted to say, pass me a Tucker's daughter, which was an Ian Moss classic song. Good rhyming slang. He said, hey, Matt, can you pass me a Tucker's water? <laughs> Doesn't work. Doesn't work. You've really, you've got to... You've literally said the word, yeah. the actual word you want to say. Yeah, so that's, that's no right. good. What a what a Tucker's daughter. Yeah. It sounds offensive. It does. <laughs> yeah, if, that, if you were not sure which your bit blood, was the rhyming bit. Yeah, yeah, your bloody Tucker's daughter. You'd be like, whoa. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, Other good ones he uses, I uh, feel like having a Chris Mew. Which is an obscure AFL player, I think. Is that for spew? For spew, Mm -hmm. yep. Um, Then there's the classics. Everyone knows, like uh, hit the frog and toad. Hit the frog and toad. He says hit the frog and road. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) My dad says frog and toad. What's the get you on the old dog and phone? (laughs) (laughs) Pardon? What does dog rhyme with? (laughs) Fog. Oh, right. Get you on the fog. (laughs) On me. Jeez, I feel like an idiot. Oh, boy. The uh, cheese and misses. No, cheese and kisses. Is that misses? That's misses, yeah. Got asked that, you know, that's a bogan thing where they have yeah. to, um, there's this bogan thing and I found it, like any any guy who wants to delay making a decision about something, they'll say either, well, better, 
better pass it through the cheese and kisses mm. or uh, the uh, the minister for finance. Oh. <laughs> Every time, I just want to um, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like don't blame them. And don't make them sound like the, you're making the them guy. sound like they're the bad guy. Totally. Yeah, just well, do you know what, that kind of reminds me though, because when I was in like high school, especially if I didn't want to go to a party or didn't want to go out with certain people, my mum would be like, "Just say oh, I told you you couldn't yeah, go." Good. <laughs> she would want yeah. to take the blame. Mum would be like, blame. "I'll take the blame. Blame me. I'm the bad guy. What a legend." They teach you that in some jobs as well. Like if if it's just like just pass pass it on to someone else mm. if if a customer's angry at you say i'd oh, look i'd love to help you out but the boss is just really strict yeah, on this exactly which is smart because it, it just means that like yeah well, look i'm not angry at you but yeah. this, this this boss, boss that i don't yours. know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what a jerk anyway what are we talking about olympics. the sydney olympics for the year Opening 2000 uh, and specific? the winner is too specific no or? no no it's great cuz there's a lot in there and um it was a, it's a big event and it's it kind of holds up. Like if you watch the clips now, you can some. I mean, it's all any of the Olympics opening ceremony. I, I know they say this every year, but at the time they say that was the best one ever. They still say it of Sydney. I was going to say that they still say it's the best one. Really, still. that's interesting. Internationally, or just because I yeah, feel like in Australia? Australia. No, 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 no not even just want... an Australian thing. Like the the head of the um, Olympics. No, I was going to say Set Blatter, but he's the soccer FIFA. Guy. Who's the? What was his name? name? But he said, because Atlanta was the Olympics before, yeah. and, and I think traditionally at the end they would say, this is the best Olympics ever, and at Atlanta he said, this was a pretty good Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, brutal. <laughs> but no, still to this day, it's still credited as being one of the best. And there's a, there's a few... Sorry, sorry, Jess, you've just gone from yeah, the best to one of the best. Oh, no, sorry, the best. Sorry, the best. <laughs> so, bit of a slip there, but that's yeah, okay. No, no, thank you. No, no, good it was, it was an Olympics. Best. Thank you for coming to... And Olympic Games. Good yeah. night. Well, that's the thing. Like it was a good Olympics, but the ceremony has still been said as one of the best. The best. <laughs> Jesus, I think it's just a habit. Um, it, it had it actually held a few records. Like it was um, for being the best, which is quantifiable. The best. The best. No, what's yeah? What records? So uh, it was the first Olympic cauldron lit into water. <laughs> that's very specific. No, there are better ha- ones. Has that happen- <laughs> has that happened since? Uh, yes. <laughs> what? We were the first country to light water on fire. Yeah. God, I love our style. First. Was it our Olympics that there was a big weird pause, though, that they had yes. to wait 15 minutes or something? Four minutes. Well, it felt like a long time. I, I'm sure it did for Kathy Freeman standing there. Standing there. What? You had to it wait It started to rise, and then there was like a um, computer error. There was a glitch. Oh, wow. That's And it's and still it called one of, the, one of the best. That's why it's one of the If it's that had nailed best. it, it would have been the best, Matt. But that, Four minutes. That's a horrible mistake at a key moment. But it's okay. So they just... No, I don't, through it. I don't. I don't forgive ah. and forget like you, Jess. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, that was obviously. I mean, I never saw it, so I didn't know what happened <laughs> until now. The... But I'm furious. <laughs> My 17-year-old man is pretty pissed right now. Heads will roll. <laughs> okay, that was the wrong uh, record to start with, then, because I've got you angry already. Um... The longest wait <laughs> no, for a computer I... glitch in Olympic ceremony opening history: it... 240 long seconds. <laughs> It was Usain Bolt could do the 100 meter sprint 24 to maybe 25 times in that span of time. 25 world records could be broken. It threw off the entire international community. That's why the USA blame 
blame that, that Olympics for not going as well as Atlanta. Mm. That four minutes really threw off. That, that, that's why it's one of the best and not the best. Exactly. Um, can I go on with some other... Please do go on. <laughs> some other records that they got. Um, so, okay, maybe not... There are records, but just like there was a few firsts, like it was quite revolutionary in terms of the opening ceremony. So they were the first ones to use... Revolution! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Come kicking, on. I'm kicking Come ass on. today. Matt, let's take this seriously. Sorry. Fucks. <laughs> first, first use uh, of suspended performers. They had like people flying through the air. First use of uh, suspended puppetry, fire breathers. It was the largest stadium to host the opening ceremony with 110,000 people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. The previous was Los Angeles in 1932. With 105,000. So wow. that's quite a big gap. Mm. Um, so yeah, largest crowd as well, which was 114,000. Not really sure how that works, considering <laughs> the it capacity. holds 110. <laughs> it was just really dangerous. <laughs> Maybe the people, there would have been oh, a sorry, few wait, thousand on the field, Oh, sorry, that was closing ceremony, but oh. it's probably the same place. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I think it's, uh, it's the same place. most uh, biggest fire hazard in Olympic history, considering that yeah. the water was even on fire. I think that stadium's now got a, it's had its capacity reduced, because I'm pretty sure it's only 80,000 can fit there now. I wonder what happened there. We'll just put in a few like trestle tables. Yeah, maybe that was it. Fold out chairs. <clears throat> standing yeah, that's remotely. right. You know, you know how it is. Okay, so the opening ceremony, right? It had a cast. How many people, how many uh, performers do you think there were? Well, there oh. must have been 4,000 because if the capacity is 110 and there are 114,000 people probably, there. But there's also athletes on the, on, oh, in the true. parade. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. this is just, just the performers. Right, They're I'm not included. Say two and a half thousand. I'm going to say, yeah, a couple thousand. A couple of thousand performers across the entire. Is that, that's a ridiculous amount. That's isn't a lot, it? isn't it? Maybe a thousand. 400. 1,600. <laughs> 1,600. A thousand. 12,687. 12, that is a lot of people. I don't understand. That's how many people took part in the ceremony. Is that, was that a record? That seems like it could be a record. That's a lot of people. Um, 12,000. Now, I'm assuming that also sort of includes... It says took part in the ceremony. I'm going to assume that includes um, like the uh, officials and stuff like that. Can I revise my guess? Um, think about musicians, I'm thinking it's going to be... Six thousand. <laughs> he said red cordial. No, Matt. It so was twelve thousand. What then? Double. That is ridiculous. All right, let me have one last go. Okay. Nine thousand. Close. Your closest guess yet. Your closest Sorry. guess. Twelve thousand. Holy moly! That's but a lot of people. It just seems like a lot. And are all these people training full time to get this happening? I don't know, but I, I remember them being volunteers. Like you, you did it for the prestige of bit prestige for being in the, in the ceremony. Well, let's be honest. We were giving them something to do. Yeah. The volunteers in this thing. But my worry would be. I mean, you know, if you're, you're not them. If you're volunteering for that, you're probably not like the world's greatest dancers, or you're not yeah. the world's best cello player. If you, if you're like, yeah, I can play cello. Okay. Well, the the musicians, I'm pretty sure were. Uh, Orchestras. They were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were volunteer but orchestras. But just people in like fish costumes, that, probably not that great. The athletes were all volunteers. They're all doing it from their own accord. Can't believe it. In, in a way, they kind of are. Mm. Unbelievable. In another yeah. way, they're doing it for, for money. <laughs> yeah, and glory. But, wait, do you, no, the Olympics is unpaid, is it, or is it paid? The Olymp- they don't get paid. No, but I think you get paid your country... It pays funds you, you to, yeah, to train yeah, full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the Olympics doesn't give you... It's Which not like... Like we have the... You don't win gold, so you don't get a $100,000 check. Isn't it amazing that 
the Australian government spends millions on paying athletes to be in the Olympics? Like, what a weird way to spend money. It is a bit weird. But then I was thinking about the Olympics and it's kind of, it's one of very few, I can't really think of anything else like it that brings pretty much the entire world together. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of things that we just all do together. Yeah. You know, it's kind of really nice. Like is you, it nearly every country? Just a, well, yeah, I think so. I mean, every year it changes. But Australia is one of two countries that's been to every single Olympic Games. Really? But interesting uh, fact is that uh, on two of those occasions, they came as in a team uh, merged with New Zealand. Really? The yeah. opening occasion is this? Uh, the second and third, I think. Oh, wow. Hmm. We were blended yeah. together. Um, yeah, yeah, for a couple of... So that's there's only nice. one country that's been there every time in, on their own, I think. And that's someone I can't remember right now. And that's a fact. I would guess Greece. I was going to say Greece. It wasn't... I don't think it was Greece. But I think they might... Anyway. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's a good, good little good little uh, tidbit. Yeah, that's a tidbit. It's a, probably a little less than a tidbit because it was missing uh, some tid. of the key facts. Right, that's so right. We've guessed. We've guessed. <clears throat> so I've broken it into the uh, the segments of the the ceremony itself. Um, so there was like different themes for each part, and I'm I'm gonna we're gonna go through them. Uh, they're very visual, so I'm glad that we're talking about them on a podcast. That's this great. Is a good just, call on my part. Just imagine twelve thousand people in fish costumes, apparently. Well, that, well yeah, that that's coming up later. Oh, but me. first. First, the, the way that uh, we opened the uh, ceremony was with one lone rider, uh, a guy on a stock horse, and the horse just like fangs it into the middle. <laughs> I think that's a technical term. Yeah. Horses fang it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Lone the, horse, the horse's rider. name was Ammo. He's a lone rider. Bum, 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 bum. Lone. <laughs> I would loop it, but. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Just sing that underneath the whole time. Okay. So it was a, there was a, um, a it's an uh, Aussie stock horse. The horse's name was Ammo. <laughs> An- oh, I wonder if Ammo's still around. I think Ammo might be. Ridden by, oh, well, mm, Ammo would be quite old by now. Stock horse. That's a, like stock just sort of means your basic thing, right? Well, stock this particular horse, horse was a, a, a performer horse. Like this horse <laughs> knew what he was doing, you know? He's a showbiz horse. Just got a horse. picture of him like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, Dancing along. He just ran out as like a normal horse. Yes, an Academy Award nominated horse. Well, uh, he was ridden by Steve uh, Jeffries. Um, uh, now, Steve Jeffries and his horse, Ammo, they recreated their Olympics entrance during the 2002 Australian stage production of The Man from Snowy River. <laughs> Jeffries and, uh, and Ammo had quite a, a career together. That's illustrious. Yeah, and he was a, the, this is Steve Jeffries, he's an expert horse whisperer. <laughs> Did you get that from his website? Mm-hmm. Steve Jeffries. Basically, he's like a, dot he com. trains horses. That's horse all whisper. horse whisperer. But does he claim to be a horse hey, whisperer? But horse. Hey, ammo. I, but that's hey, the thing. Ammo. Ammo. Yeah. I, um, all right, we're just going to fang it out on the stadium, okay? What now? Yeah, wait, just one second. Just give us a, we've got to wait four minutes. Uh, <laughs> there's been a glitch. I'm really hungry. Uh, just hold tight. We'll get you some feed later. But yeah. Four. You promise it's only four? Oh, well, I don't know at this stage, but I imagine it wouldn't be any longer than Do you know how many 100-metre sprints Usain Bolt could complete at this time? Oh, 25 or more, I reckon. I reckon. Yeah. I'm, f- I'm faster than him. You are faster than him. I'm the world's fastest horse. You're a good boy. Thank you. 
insane. That's uh, definitely uh, (laughs) quite unquote. Is that also from the website? We read read the script. I actually, it's a little bit disappointing because I did click on what like horse whisperer means. And really it's just a, a, a method of training. Well, that, it's what, not as wanky as it sounds. An interesting thing there was, I was playing uh, Gary Newman. <laughs> oh, no, who was I playing? Steve Jeffries. Steve Jeffries. Gary Newman's who I always assume everyone is. <laughs> I was playing Steve Jeffries, a horse whisperer. But funnily enough, Dave was playing Ammo, also a horse whisperer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or a whispering horse. Yeah, that's a cool band name. <laughs> Steve Jeffries and the Whispering Horses. That's not bad. I like that. <laughs> that's not bad. Right, okay, so uh, <laughs> this is going really well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's good. No, so they fanged it to the middle. So he rides out into the middle of of the stadium, just one man on his horse. And is everyone else in the crowd like, I was promised 12,000 performers. I've paid $400 no, for this ticket. But at this stage, they're kind of like, what's going on here? What's going on here? Right? And then the horse rears up, and, and then Steve cracks his whip. And 120 other riders appear. They're all holding flags. And they come riding out and they're riding in these beautiful formations. And there was um, music by Bruce Rowland. It was a special Olympics version of the theme from The Man from Snowy River. <laughs> I can't hear the difference, <laughs> but then, uh, it's an Olympics version. Then, uh, the horse whisperer's like, turn it down, turn it down. I can't talk to my horse. He can't hear me. Hello. Hello. Turn it down. <laughs> For God's sake. I can't bloody yell over the Steve. music. I'm not a I horse yeller. Hear Steve, Steve, where are you? Steve. <laughs> He's such crack in the whip. <laughs> nah, that's not helping. <laughs> Steve, where are you? I forgot if you're on my back or not. <laughs> so that's an especially. Yeah, most of the whispering is still on your back. <laughs> I'm right still here. On your back. I'm right here, mate. It really helps now that you can get like those Bluetooth earpieces. So yeah. he just puts Straight that in the horse's in. ear. Yeah. He's like, get a uh, ammo, just uh, riding on your back here, mate. Just um, <laughs> let you know I'm still here. But even if ammo's in the stable and he's still in the kitchen, he's like, ammo, look, I'm just having, just finishing my cup of tea. I'll be <laughs> give us another four minutes. Yeah, <laughs> be there in five. Thanks, mate. Good on you. Right. So then they. Uh, so suddenly, there's a lot of horses out there. There's 120 horses. The Olympic the- version of the uh, man from Snowy River is playing. <laughs> They're all holding uh, flags, like they've got white flags with the Olympic rings on it, and then they form the Olympic rings moving. Oh, that's pretty cool. And they're moving. Yeah. That's cool. Matt, right, you're impressed. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. Do you know how many whispers you have to say to get yeah. that to happen? And we're going around in a circle. Oh, watch watch that other circles. one. Watch that other horse. I thought I was the red ring. And no, then this. No, you're the yellow ring. <laughs> <laughs> and then a giant banner drops. Um, painted by uh, Sydney artist Ken Dunn. Ken Dunn. Dunn. I was going to say, I, was, I knew I was going to fuck that up. And it said, uh, and the sign just said, G'day. Hey, welcoming the whole world. Well, he's... Um, Gazy G'day. Ken, Ken Dunn is very uh, very famous in the artistic community for not having much respect for his work. It's very, very uh, <laughs> yeah. popular among the public, but the art, artistic community has never respected Ken Dunn's work. Great. Uh, partially, is that partially because he'll sell it, like he sells it to tea, on to tea towels and everything. He just like gets it out of there everywhere. Tism, you know how I like to bring Tism up? You, um, you'll get based Tism on and Nazis into every episode. So Tism and a, a Melbourne band from the 80s and 90s and today, well, they're not, they're not from today, they broke up about 10 years ago, but they had an EP cover that was a Ken Doan style uh, koala injecting uh, a syringe into its eyeball oh. <laughs> or mouth. Anyway, there was a syringe and Ken Doan sued uh, successfully and they had to, the, like one day after they put it out in the stores, they had to um, recall them. Ooh. Yeah, and then they Whoopsie. they re- changed the name to um, 
um, recalled due to legal advice or something like that. To the, <laughs> but then I think that and had a, just the tiny corner in uh, Kendone style writing Tism, and he said no good. So then they had to release a third. They cover. recalled a, a second. I one. don't know. Oh maybe God. they they were they weren't approved for that second one. And then the third one they had was uh, Sinead O'Connor ripping up a piece of paper that said Tism on it. Cool. And, and that, that one was, was okay. Sinead was cool with that. She was not offended. No. Wow. Which was taken, I realized recently, from uh, her her hosting spot on or performance spot on Saturday Night Live in the 90s. Anyway, sorry about that. That's okay. We're not talking about the 90s. We're talking about the year 2000. Yeah. Kendo. Wow. So futuristic. 121 horses. <laughs> that still sounds like the future. The year 2000. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It, does. it was 15 years ago. So it says, G'day. Yep, so we're 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 bloody we're 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 in it now. We're doing it, you know. Like, is the crowd erupted now? The crowd's going absolute batshit. <laughs> I think is the technical term. They're losing their goddamn minds. <laughs> so then we move on to the second segment called deep sea dreaming. And who has directed all of this? Um, various people are responsible for each segment. There's like a. Um, I did have a list, but I okay, didn't so think it's that not would just, There's not one artistic director. No, there's. Well, I'm sure there there's like a, was a body. Yeah, yeah, there's probably one, but they um, each sort of new segment had a, a team of people. It was like concept by this person and choreography by this person. It was like a huge effort. It's pretty massive, and they must work on it for a very long time. Were there a lot of like uh, the thing? The few things of these that I've seen over the years, different opening ceremonies. It's always commentators um, having to explain. They're like, and. Uh, yes. The horses represent freedom oh, in Australia. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot yeah. of that. There's sort so of... much of that. I'm wondering, if you're in the crowd, it's obviously impressive, but you're not hearing that commentary. Yeah. Or getting that like that uh, bird's eye view of it, which you kind of need for a lot of the things. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, can, you, you can... probably can't see a lot of it. A lot of it, yeah. If they zoom out and you zoom out, oh, all together they all make the Olympic exactly. rings or the map of Australia. But if you're there, you're just like, oh, this horse is going round and round. But um, so the um, Commonwealth Games were in Melbourne in 2006. I believe. Yep. And because I'd been sick and missed out on going to the Olympics when I was 10, my dad took me to the opening ceremony of the Commonwealth Games when they were in Melbourne, like kind of to make up for it. I got to go to a lot of events at the Commonwealth Games, but especially the, um, the opening ceremony. And like the, it's not the same as the Olympics, but the atmosphere is just ridiculous. And like, it's, I think you get like the best of both worlds. Like watching it on TV, you can see like the, it's well filmed, but then being there and seeing like everybody in the audience having like those little flashing lights and stuff looks amazing. I mean, a sweet buzz. Sweet buzz. Sweet buzz for 16-year-old Jess. Yeah. What... 10-year-old Jess, pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pissed. Anyway. Um, so stage two. What I really like about this opening ceremony, it's probably the same as all of them as well though, I feel like they've just sat down at a table with like butcher's paper and coloured texters and said, all right, what's Australian? And they've just like gone through and they've, they've covered everything. <laughs> Like everything that's like stereotypically Australian, they've people they've are just it. drawing it live, or they've brought it out pre-drawn. No, I feel oh. like this is how they planned it. Oh, I planned it right. Yeah. Steve Irwin was still alive at the time. Did they get him involved? He was not involved. Any crocodiles at all? Any well, live crocodiles? No live crocodiles. No. All right, well, we're just do the live crocodiles. horses. <laughs> the croc whisperer. All right, we're gonna just fang it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> just fang it into the middle. On the counter. No, not 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 bite fang. Oh no, it's oh, oh look, I can see how you got confused. Oh no, the horses. Like and then uh, oh no, Nikki Webster sings the horses. Um, right. uh, on my count, we're going to take a Michael, Michael Chang, Michael Chang Fang into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rhyming slang. 
Take a Michael. It's a very good. A Michael Chang is to fang it. Anyway, okay. Deep sea dreaming. Um, now, if you don't have the commentator while you're watching this, you don't know that this segment <laughs> celebrates Australia's affinity with the sea. <laughs> oh, right? which we are girt Ocean. by. We are, we are girt by sea. So they turned the whole stadium floor into like, uh, um, like a beach. Like they projected like sand onto the... That's cool. Which is pretty cool into the stadium. And that's where little Nikki Webster comes skipping out. Oh, this is her debut. This is her. This is where uh, Nikki shines. So she's wearing that... Pink little sundress and ugh. Uh, <laughs> I. How old is she at this? She time? was thirteen. Okay. I was very jealous of her at the time. So she's this tiny little person, and she just comes out into the middle again. There's nobody else on the stadium. She's just there by herself. Oh, so it's just projections and her. Pro- no, she. Yeah, projections of, of sandy like, sand, stuff, and, and then she, she walks out. out. And, uh, and fangs it out. She fangs it out. <laughs> All right, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Riding on her back, <laughs> <laughs> a Nikki whisperer. <laughs> so she goes out and she uh, she's pretending she's acting like she's sunbaking, right? And then she falls asleep and she goes into like this little. Oh no! <laughs> she's gonna get burnt. Then <laughs> she gets really badly sunburnt. Um, so yeah, she she's she, a redhead too, isn't she? She's a very yeah. Very she, well, she was strawberry blonde. Strawberry She'd be blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Burnt in seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, so she's... Luckily, it's night time. So now there's a dream sequence. She's, a, she's dreaming. And so there's all these uh, performers coming out as sea creatures. Um, so that was a tribute to the Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> Which, you know, they're like, well, it's Australian. Great Barrier Reef, let's do it. Put Love in some it. fish. It sounds like an American has produced the opening ceremony so far. Yeah, what do I think right. of Australians? Uh, Horseback. Horses. Yeah. The phrase, get day. But at least those are things that other like other countries would recognise. There's some references later where it's kind of like nobody knows what you're doing, guys. Hills hoist. It's funny for us, <laughs> not far off. In fact, I think there were hills hoists. I think great. there were. So uh, it's it's pretty great. And so then Nikki Webster gets hoisted up into the air. She goes hills hoisted <laughs> into the air. <laughs> Uh, a little known fact that it's the only Olympic ceremony to feature a giant hill's hoist. <laughs> just a record. Somebody runs out, attaches some cords to a child. No, they just peg it on. <laughs> she gets pegged. She gets flung up into the air. She fangs it up into the air. Life-size fortune. She's the bag. <laughs> playing the part of the bag. If you're not Australian, hill's hoist is like our outdoor clothesline. Yeah. Just so you know, because oh, otherwise... Hill's hoist <laughs> <laughs> hoist this joke won't get old. That's no, so good. <laughs> Only for the listeners. <laughs> for us, very funny. I cannot wait for the gaze whisperer, Andrew Gaze. Now, just start waving the flag. Just hold the flag. Hold this bit. Okay, good job. Put, put it around your hair No, Gazy was whispering to the flag. Yeah. Right, what I'm going to do. <laughs> just going to do a big 360. I'm going to flap you from one side to the other. There we go. And, and again, and again. Oh, no, you're tangled. You're tangled. <laughs> All right. Um, so Nikki, she's suddenly in the air. She's suddenly in the air. She's doing flips. She's and there's there's enormous jellyfish and like a giant fish and all these amazing creatures. She having a good time or she's scared? Oh, she's having a great time. Oh, she's good. swimming through. She's like. Was there any of these sort of hands? No. <laughs> Thank you for doing a visual gag. <laughs> well, thanks for calling it a gag. <laughs> <laughs> she was like she's swimming and she's doing flips and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Very jealous, right? So then she's joined by all these other... <laughs> You're still jealous. I'm still jealous of Nikki Webster, but I probably shouldn't be. She's had a weird life. 
Um, oh. But she was what she's cast out of obscurity into this role. Kind of. She'd been performing since she was like five. I did a bit of research on Nikki Webster, and she'd been in like um, a few stage productions and stuff like that. Oh, and okay. then she auditioned for the role and got it, and then just went nuts from there. Just I remember everyone was talking about who's this little girl? Yeah, well, who she is wasn't she? like you know on Neighbours. She wasn't that well known, but um, it wasn't just her first time. First radio, <laughs> God. For her first whisperer. <laughs> was it her first whisperer? Okay, cool. So then she's she's swimming along, and then there's uh, like a dozen other swimmers in in bright green wetsuits, and they're they're fake swimming through the air. <laughs> Just in case you thought they were actually swimming. And they had uh, a big projection of um, the Australian swimming coach, Laurie Lawrence, oh, just Laurie. like yelling, like, hey, guys. Uh, but like, but so they haven't let him. He's not in the air. He's, he's not, projected. He's projected. They wouldn't trust him on a wire. No. Well, he's, he's the coach, you know. He's not going to be just in the pool. You can't coach but from within the pool, can you? Do you he? think anyone would know unless the commentator said, oh, that's Laurie Blumblah, the coach? The most- again, the Australians would have. And I was like, who is it in the audience? Australians, mostly. Yeah, Laurie was big, big time back then. Yeah. Was he big time? He was a household name. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> You can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Um, So they they had that. So then the next segment was called Awakening and this was... um, to Is that Nikki Dunn? She done now? No. Okay, pardon me. Oh, yep. Nikki comes back. Um, that sounds so creepy. Um, the Awakening was uh, to acknowledge the uh, Australia's Aboriginal past. Um, and so, like, an Aboriginal elder guides Nikki Webster through, like, the stage. And, okay, if you're going to get anybody to narrate this part of the show, Aboriginal... Is it... Look, I... There's probably a few good options, but I'm guessing Ernie Dingo. Ernie Dingo. <laughs> I was going to guess John Howard. Yeah. No, Ernie Dingo. Ernie Dingo. So they're just like, who can I write? We've got this bit about Indigenous Australians. Who he's do you four, he's should... got a great voice. Great voice. 
It's a great yeah. voice. And I saw uh, Crocodile Dundee 2 a few weeks ago. It was on TV, He was it? in it, and he was a super babe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really? didn't realise. He was a, he was like a sexy man. He's now I think of him as like an oldish guy, but he was... But 35 years ago, moly. he was... Yeah. Is that and how old that movie is? Uh, no. Nah, it would be maybe 25 years old, I think. Oh, it's got to be mid-80s. The first one? Mid to late 80s, the second one. I'm talking about the second one. The second one, one was... Oh, God, okay. Well, that's... So who I, else? I think it's late it 80s. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway. Well, yeah. Either way, yeah, I think we're... Either way, <laughs> the dingo is a babe. Bit yeah. of a bloody babe. <laughs> the dingo is a babe The dingo <laughs> ate my... Nah, I couldn't quite... Dingo's got me. Dingo's got me. He's a baby. <laughs> no. All right. Let's move on. That was an example of how not to do rhyming slang. Thank you, Matt. Good. Good. So now we move on to nature. So this is stage four now? This is stage four. Okay. Nature. Kind of blends in nicely because the, the awakening was just kind of, there's not a lot happening. It was a short segment. Just a bit of a, bit of a dance segment. Then nature, um, where they, uh, they talked about like the outback. And so it had all these fire performers, like um, jug- fire jugglers and fire breathers. Not Does breathers, that happen in the outback? Well, because what they would do is representing a bushfire. Oh. So there was literally hundreds of them through walking carnies. across. <laughs> yeah, yeah, through carnies. <laughs> yeah, through carnival folk. Yeah, carnival folk. <laughs> um, so, it was all these, so they were symbolising like a bushfire taking over. And then all these people dressed as Australian distinctive wildflowers came out. And it was kind of like... Burning and then new life. Oh, very good. You know, so they had uh, the golden wattle, which is our national flower, which I'm sure you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm aware of that. And the pink heath is Victoria's floral emblem. I don't think it was. Uh, oh, that's a great fact there. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, good one. The waratah, which is a state flower of New South Wales, they had they used that one a bit. The oh, yeah, that Sturt's makes sense. desert pea, water lilies, and eucalyptus flowers. Mm. All very Australian. Classics. Beautiful. So, like, they've covered. Okay, so far they've covered like. Indigenous, nature, fish. What's next? <laughs> what I hate to think. What? What's next? The, this segment is called Tin Symphony. Timphony. Timphony. And that uh, is about European it's, settlement. Oh, rock right. And so panning was, for gold. Panning for gold. I thought, just, everything. I thought it was just going to be like a bush band, like someone's with the, the lager phone, which yeah. is the bottle caps <laughs> and the thing. <laughs> um, so it starts with the arrival of James Cook. With bicycles to represent his ship, the Endeavour. I'm like, well... Hang on. You probably could have made a ship, but okay. How, bicycles? Yeah, they had like these weird bike things. I felt like that someone wanted to use those, so they put them in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, not, so I'm not surprised at all. Okay, so that's Cook. So it's, they've got like uh, all this Irish jig music, um, and, and all these performers are dressed as Ned Kelly. <laughs> Again, it's like, hmm, Australia, Ned Kelly. Yep. But not just Ned Kelly. That's quite a They're time. dressed as Sydney Nolan's Ned Kelly. Right. Oh, get an art reference in there as and well. And they're all but holding guns that have, like, um, fireworks coming out of them. It's quite a time jump from Cook to straight to Ned Kelly. Straight into Ned Kelly. We don't have time for... No settlement. No, no, no. None of that. It's not a, is it a huge jump? It's like, when was Ned's time? That's eight, so maybe a hundred-year jump. Yeah, it's like a hundred years. Oh, not quite a hundred years. When was Ned around? Early 18s? Oh, I no, no, mid. Mid. And when this, uh, and it was first fleet was 1788. Is that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That is a bit of a jump. It is, it is but they just, they just don't have time. You know, it's, it's, Good point. it's a long show, but you've got a lot to pack in. Look, you know? I, I, For, Actually, to be fair, they've just given the 
uh, Aboriginal people like a two-minute segment. It's and that not, was, not a yeah, that, that was 40,000 yeah. years. So, <laughs> pardon, please, please was, forgive me. Yeah, they, and that they involved Nikki Webster <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Being guided for some oh, reason. They didn't get oh the God. prop budget. They just kind of danced. That is incredible. Great, but the, yeah, 40,000 years. I didn't like that. Very interesting. They should, if they'd done it to time scale, the Captain Cook bit to now would have been about approximately four seconds. (laughs) Anyway. This was like a, 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 I think this would have been a really confusing part of it for anybody who wasn't Australian, even people who are Australian. Like there was all this, um, all these symbolic items of the outback, like corrugated iron and stormwater tanks. And stormwater tanks? And some of them had like umbrellas that looked like cogs. So as they like turned the umbrellas, it it looked like. It's not particularly... What is that to symbolise our love of shade? Industrial growth. Yeah, cogs, cogs, cogs were an invention of the of uh, an Australian, I think. In the outback? Yeah. yeah. No, actually, cogs, so I'm thinking, cogs was the nickname of the drummer from Powderfinger. I knew there was an Australian connection. <laughs> and that's what they were getting at. Yeah. They're like, anyway. Two very separate facts there, that, Matt. Yeah, the Cogs thing is definitely not true. Okay, so uh, we've got Ned, a uh, million Ned Kelly yep. celebrating that Just shooting murderer. their firework guns. And then uh, they somehow construct a shed in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the stadium out of corrugated iron sheets. And, is uh, it big? I know what's coming now. A Victor lawnmower. Yes. <laughs> yes, because what, what happened was like they had all these um, like people like... Chucking out these boxes that were supposed to be like sheep, but then the boxes are moving because there's people inside them. So the boxes are like flipping around, and then they all get out and they're in like um, Hawaiian shirts and hats. Hawaiian shirts. Hawaiian shirts, the symbol of this, and they this get great their, Australian land. Their lawnmowers and form the Olympic rings in again in law. Uh, hold on, I can't tell if you're joking. No, I'm dead set serious. They, they you, mow the lawn in the Olympic rings. Yeah, and this is the best ever. Opening ceremony. Yes, they're awful. As a like, it sounds terrible. Lawnmowers. But it's an opening ceremony. They're all awful. They are. That's the thing. They're bad. What, why is the they're, people? They're lame. Why yeah. are people lame. lawnmowering? They're Rocker Stedfords with a huge budget. That's oh my god! Have. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the perfect mm-hmm. way to put it. Because we we're the only country in the world that has lawns, apparently. So. Yeah, it's, we are proud of the dumbest things. Yeah, yeah. That's what, what's what, but, that, but that's also how we're choosing to represent ourselves. Yeah. Like the, lawnmowers. I know, that's what I mean. It just seems... Because Matt made the joke about Victor Lawnmower, and then two seconds later you're like, and then they're mowing the lawn in the shape of the Olympic ring. I couldn't tell if you'd taken a piss. So no, as like these... soon as she said the shed, I knew it was going to be yeah. Victor lawnmower. lawnmower. The things that we always go on about, and these were probably all represented. Victor Lawnmower, the Hills Hoist, Lamingtons. Vegemite? Uh, Vegemite. Mm-hmm. Sheep's Back yep. and Ned Kelly. Yep. And I think you've already mentioned all of those Most apart of from the Lamingtons. The Lamingtons. I don't think they went th- the, down the food route of uh, Lamingtons. and. Everyone look under the, uh, ch- your chair. <laughs> there is a Lamington and a Vegemite <laughs> You get a Lamington. <laughs> you get a Lamington. Oprah's, Oprah's there. Now, this next segment, uh, when what? I first read it, I was like, I can't say this on the podcast because it sounds hella racist. What are we up to? Oh, what what stage? together. Arrivals. Okay. Which isn't uh, the Olympians arriving. This is like migration to Australia, right? So this is to embrace our multiculturalism. Okay. Right? So you might understand why this sounds they awful. They skipped over the genocide then. Is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah, well, yep. We're known looking Matt, at the positives. No time. No time. We're mm-hmm. on a time constraint. Um, it would have probably been a weird thing to celebrate. So they they basically had like each continent reflected in a float. So all these floats come out 
Um, and so it was to say, like, all these co- continents, all these places coming together in Australia were multicultural, right? So they chose different colours for each, each continent. Each continent, okay. Okay. So um, African continent came out first, and they were wearing black costumes. <laughs> Are they African people? Yep. Okay, okay. Well, maybe they're genuinely African people. See, it's, it's, it, it, it's fine. Because it makes sense at the end, but the first couple don't sound great. Then the Asian immigrants uh, represented... Not, yeah, by yellow? Yellow. Okay. Okay. Yep, so good. we're kind of going, ooh, what's going on here? Um, but they were led by uh, the Chinese lion dancers that were bright yellow great. as well. Right, yeah. Then Europe was introduced by the colour of green. Um, and then red oh, for people from the Americas. And then... Red Indians. The Northern Americans. It just says the Americas. So they combined... Sort of two continents, I'm there, guessing. north and south. Well, you know, because they only want to have five because the it's five the colours of the Olympic rings. Oh, okay. yeah, Spoiler, exactly. Pardon me. Exactly. So originally I was like, what? And I was like, oh, okay, okay it's the Olympic so rings, that's fine. Who's blue then? Blue is um, the Pacific Asia. Islands. Oh, Pacific Islands. Yeah. And, so and, they get their own. And Australia? New Zealand. And well, Australia? no, because we are Australia. So we're saying that like these are all the places coming came to Australia. To Australia. This, this Pacific isn't even Islands. so much about the Olympic Games itself. It's sort of about Australia's culture. So they see oh. them as the big groups. So they did you say so just China had its own one though? Uh, or was Asia. that representative of all of Asia? It was all okay. of Asia, Asian immigration. I just added in. Oh, you, you said Chinese dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if I, yeah, okay, um, yeah, that's cool. And that then they kind all right. of all come together. The idea being that they're now creating like the Australian continent. And did they make a map or something? I think they might have. Uh, yeah, I think they did. Um, and the, there was like all these children dressed in the Olympic colours and they made the shape of Australia. While Nikki Webster performed the song Under Southern Skies. By it's Lee great. Koenigan. I've had it stuck in my head for several days. I don't think so. What's Under Southern Skies? I wouldn't be surprised if you wrote it though. Yeah, it was written by Slim Dusty. Slim Dusty. So, don't do you find it funny that we on things like that we're so proud of our migration and our multiculturalism, but yeah. just day to day, and people like ever everyone be watching it. The people who watch and enjoy those things are like, yeah, that's right, Australia, yeah. we're proud of it. We'll give everyone. But then the a next go. day, hey, fuck off, we're full. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I the know. No, people, the, the, so the next weird. day is like, fuck off, Ghana, we're going to win the marathon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. We'll beat you. Yeah, that is weird. I used to really be like, like, just like, yeah, come on, the Australian person in the thing for some reason. It's the weirdest thing that you'd, who, like, mm. I don't know this guy. What do I care if he wins or not? Yeah, I just want the best person to win, and they all tried their best. <laughs> um, okay, so now uh, Nikki Webster's made her return. She's sung Great Southern Sky, Under Southern Skies. Great song. Great song. Is it great? It is actually quite nice. Does it mention the Southern Cross? Under the Southern Skies. Um, yes, because, they're, again, they, they use some kids to form a large representation of the Southern Cross and they're holding lanterns. So um, Now, the next bit was my favourite bit, but in retrospect, it would have been so strange. Not only to people from... Uh, not from Australia, but also Australians. So, do you, do you remember at all the part where uh, Adam Garcia was tap dancing? Oh, vaguely. Boot I remember Man? there was Bootman. Oh. I remember the Bootman. The movie hadn't come out yet. Ah. Oh. So this is even out of context for Australian audience. It's like a weird promo. Yeah, it was like a. Did it, did Bootman get a budget because people were impressed by this? No, it was coming out. Well, it must have come out in in the following months because they said Bootman upcoming film in the commentary, and this was in September, so it must have come out. Has like 
Film Australia just paid for a big ad or something. Oh, yeah, I don't understand is, is how Adam, it happened. Is Adam Garcia the one from um, uh, that American movie about a bar where they... Coyote Ugly. Coyote Ugly. Yes. Is he, that him? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, and that was so... I, and he was also on Dirty Laundry uh, this year. He's done a few bits and pieces. He's He's been like judges on Dancing with the Stars and a few American shows and stuff like that. Like he's had a pretty good dancing career. And is Bootman his thing? I don't. Well, no, he was just uh, he was in the movie. He was the star of the film, right? Right. So it starts with just him in the middle of a stadium, just tap dancing by himself, and then what happens is he rises up, and there's like two tiers of dancers, all in like flannies and work boots, like like bootmen. But that wouldn't have made any sense to people because they hadn't seen bootmen yet. So they're just like, why are these tradies dancing? But it was great, and then they even had people with like grinders. I remember to just a rhythm, sp- sparks going, sparks going everywhere yeah, while they tap dance, and they're all wearing safety goggles. And then there's people <laughs> tap dancing down the aisles with, as part of the audience. It, it like it all sounds like it, it is beyond parody. You could not make fun of this. It, well, it sounds a lot like that episode of The Simpsons with the gay steel mill. Yeah. Yes. But they're all dancing, and there's like sparks. We work hard. We play hard. That's exactly what I'm imagining. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. So that was. That was a little bit strange. I love like uh, butch, masculine sort of stereotypical things being portrayed by dance. Yeah. It's the best. It's so great. Billy Joel's film clip for Uptown Girl. He, they're all me- playing mechanics and then all of a sudden they're low clicking and Amazing. strutting around. It's so good. So like great. In perfect choreography. Yeah, yeah. And the these best. guys are in like the wife beater singlets and they've got flannies tied around their waist or they're wearing flannies, shorts, like they're bearded big men and they're like tap dancing away. So, so the Bogans, are like, Bogans at home are like, I just don't know how to feel about yeah. this. I mean, it's bloody beautiful, but I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, he, he looks fantastic. <laughs> oh, the taps, they're bloody great. Oh, the sparks so, from that, that saw, my God. Very strange. Um, and then it goes into uh, the Sydney 2000 Olympic Band, right? So it's a marching band. I like a, I like a good marching band. How many people like do you reckon were in the marching band. band? How many people? How many members in the band? Oh, 12,000. <laughs> 2,000. Two. Whoa. <laughs> it required six conductors. 2,000 ba- musicians. That's so so there's, there was 1,000 musicians um, just from Australia and 1,000 from other countries around oh, the world. That's cool. So they brought in other people. Um, what a great symbol. Six conductors. Um, and all the band members <laughs> wore dryzer bones, like specific made oh, dryzer bones. Fuck off. I know. Really? Yeah, but they were like white with like blue and white striped sleeves. And, and then I, I looked into it. So they made, dryzer bone made 2,000 jacket uh, coats for these people. All the, the 120 stockmen at the start were all wearing dryzer bone. And every single metal, uh, uh, what, what were they called? The um, medal presenter during the entire games were wearing dryzer bones. Can you imagine how dry the stadium was? So it was also summer. You don't need to be wearing a dryzer bone. So, so dryzer bones just picked up a sweet contract. Yeah, yeah. they uh, just yeah. made three thousand of them. They're, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. Bone. But like, imagine the publicity for that. Like long leather jackets. Well, that that would have been around the time of uh, the Matrix as well, right? Which oh yeah, that's similar right. Fashion Neo. Not so much, yeah, I don't know if they're quite as fashionable. Now, this is a little interesting fact. I was going to save this sort of to the end, but the um, fun the, fact: this marching band, this Olympic band, was the only live sound created that night. 
So every other song, Nicky Webster, Even the, miming. What about the tap tap dancing? The taps were pre-recorded. Taps, oh. How funny are taps that are pre-recorded? What? So they're just jumping around? Well, they're not quite in time. I it's think, the funniest I think thing. The f- can... No, but I think the first part where it's just Adam Garcia, so it's only him that you can see, I'm sure that was... Well, that must have been live, because how do you tap perfectly, Tim? Well, he's Adam Garcia. Yeah, true, so maybe. He's in Coyote Ugly. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't. He's bloody great. He's bloody perfect. I can't. I have no idea who that is, Everything else, even Even the Sydney Orchestra, who performed all the music, were miming the whole time. Oh, what the? What's the point? Isn't that ridiculous? Because Nick. it was to um, like combat the because they were worried about like wind. It's and very difficult to perform in an open. Mm. Stage. It's not built for sound. But yeah, it's not built for that. It's a bit but exciting. but the two thousand band members are live. They were live, which is pretty cool. So that's a little fun fact about that and about drys. <laughs> Even the uh, horse whispering was pre-recorded. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ammo. I believe in you. <laughs> Um, so now we get to the Parade of Nations, which is the longest and most boring part of any uh, oh, Olympic Imagine if you're time. like Australia or Azerbaijan or something that comes out first. You've not, got to Not wait. when you're the host country, though. Exactly. We came That's out right. last. Come out last. But yeah. does Greece always come out first? Is that correct? Oh, oh, yes. That's interesting. Greece comes out, out first. As the tr- as the, um, it's an Olympic tradition because it was the birthplace so, of the Olympics. So they've got to wait a long time. Mm. Just hanging out. But they are, like, they're all partying up on the inside. They always cool. look yeah, like the, they're having fun. Yeah, they're always dancing around with, and they've got cameras and on the phone. To the You're hanging out with your stuff. mates, I guess. Yeah, there's always footage of them like on the phone. There was footage of Kieran Perkins on the phone. And if you're Perkins. like, if you're a swimmer, it sucks because your events are that week. But if you're a track athlete, you'd be you'd be doing drugs and getting oh, drunk well that's, and that's whatever. That's probably why they thought, because um, that's what my my mum was saying, there was talk that like they, they wouldn't, they definitely wouldn't pick a swimmer to light the cauldron because too much pressure with, they'd be competing the next day. But like Kathy Freeman only competed 10 days later. Right. Yep. So they're still like, oh, it might, might not, but it was her. Spoiler alert. That four minute delay. God. Yeah. So a little, a few fun facts about that parade. Um, <laughs> parade good, fun facts. Good luck. <laughs> did, did not think I'd be hearing that phrase when we started this episode. <laughs> there was a record at the time. I think it's been beaten since of 199 nations um, c- competing in in the 2000 Olympics. It's quite a lot. Oh, uh, let's go through them. The only <laughs> the only missing IOC member being Afghanistan, which was suspended due to the Taliban's regime, um, which prohibited practicing any kind of sport. Oh, makes sense. Don't worry, guys. So we banned them. No, I think... But they'd banned sport. Suspended. Oh, they suspended themselves. Well, yeah, they didn't really want to... They they were like, no sport. Yeah, so they're saying no sport, and then the Olympics were like, yeah, we'd ban you anyway. Exactly, pretty much. (laughs) We don't need you. Um, The most remarkable was uh, North and South Korea entered as one team. Oh, wow. They they came into the stadium as one team, but I think they still competed separately. Yeah, they but, they but they call themselves like the People's Democratic Republic of Korea. Yeah, they had like this, and then there's like the Republic of Korea. They had this special flag, right? just for just to walk in together. But they had the same flag. Yeah, like they, they all came into the stadium as one team. That's really sweet. They they designed a flag just for that that unification. That's really really surprising, isn't that? I think it's kind of nice. And that was under the old uh, what was his name, Kim Jong Il. Il, Kim Jong Il. The illest. That's um. That's kind of cool. Yeah. He's he's the one who like, like that. All their papers say they win every event back home, right? Yeah, I think so. We're just dominating, you guys. <laughs> wow, we are killing it's this Olympic thing. 
Um, and there was also um, four athletes from East Timor who marched into the parade. They were just because they they East Timor wasn't a country yet. Oh right. Um, they were so, still in Australian territory or something. I'm not sure what they were before that, but they were allowed. To, so they had no national Olympic committee because they had no like country. So uh, they competed under the Olympic flag. They cool. were just like individuals, which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, and then my favourite part, I think this is my favourite part, John Farnham, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, together at last. Dare to Dream, song written specifically for the occasion. And again, this is where I started to get, because I was watching clips because I was research and also it's just super fun to watch. And their voices are too good. Like I know. Do you think that Farnsey and Olivia Newton-John... John, the voice Farnham, do you his think... voice was too good, Jess? Come on, please. Come on. Conspiracy. Pre-recorded. Oh. Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Look, I'd accept that from Olivia. But... but obviously they can both sing. We know that. Oh, no, absolutely. And you know they still sing well live, but it was kind of like... Just too hard. It, no, it just sounded too clear. Yeah. I was like, this is too perfect. And especially because like, and especially while Nikki Webster's running around and singing, I was like, nobody can sing that well while yeah. moving and adrenaline and you're 13 years old and you probably weigh about 20 kilos. There's no way you can... This sounds like Jealous Jess coming in It again. is 100% Jealous Jess. But also, yeah, like speak, a big space like that, speakers give you sound at different times and stuff, right? And it's just perfect. Yeah. So they're miming it, which is very disappointing. Um, but they're walking through the Olympians and you can see like the Australians are all just like, ah! John Farnham! It was beautiful. It's a great song. Dare to Dream. It was lovely. And people from Cambodia are like, who's that? Who are these people? Um, so now we, we're getting to the uh, the crux of it. We're nearly there. Like what would you define as the crux of the event? The Well, we've already talked about it, so we kind of ruined it, but like the, the lighting of the cauldron. Like All right. The, that's, the, a, that's always a pretty big part of the ceremony. It's a big part. It's a big part. And there's a couple of really nice things that sort of happen before that. So the Olympic flags uh, is carried in by eight former Australian Olympic champions. Um, the fla- together or pass from together. one? No, together. So they, they walk it in. Like it's a gigantic flag. So they walk it in four on each side. And who we got? We've got Bill Roycroft, who's uh, an equestrian. Murray Rose, swimming. Um, Leanne Tooth, field hockey. Gillian Rolton, equestrian. A few equestrians in here. Uh, Marjorie Jackson, athletics. Lorraine Crap, amazing name, <laughs> swimming. Um, I think of Keish when I hear her name. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Michael Wendon, swimming, and Nick Green, rowing. I've never heard of any of those guys. Have I've you? heard of Murray Nick, Rose. Nick Green's from the Awesome Foursome. Yeah, okay, Nick Green's uh, I've heard of the awesome probably one, awesome. The, one of the youngest. I think he's only in his 40s now, so he's, he was quite young. He's about time. to win a gold medal in a week or two. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they've got a giant flag between them. Yeah, so all these um, former Olympic champions bring that in. And then Tina Arena comes out. Oh. Tina Arena, she sings The Flame. Beautiful. Again, pretty I'm in flame. <laughs> yeah. Is this just... Is the song written for the ceremony? Yep, written specifically for the ceremony. And she performs baby, it with the uh, Sydney Children's Choir as well. But they're all miming. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, they Fair are. Call. And Herb Elliott brings the... He's, Runner. He's done the last... Yeah, he was in athletics. He's done the last leg and he brings the, uh, the, the torch? torch into the stadium. <gasps> is it going to be... Is he going to go the whole way? And Bruce is probably saying, oh, maybe it's Herb. Herb is Herb, Herb the guy? Herb will do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bruce definitely knows. Yeah. He's been oh, told. Oh, he knows. Um, something kind of cool is that uh, the two, the Sydney 2000 Olympics was the 100th year of women participating in the Olympic Games. 
Bloody good. Which is kind of cool. So About time to. Um, <laughs> about time to have 100 years. <laughs> in honour of that. So they've missed out on, they just missed out on the first one. Women, 1896, obviously, is the first ever Olympics. So London, 1900. First of the modern Olympics, yeah. That's right. Oh. 1900 is the That's second. not that impressive then, is it? Like if it had been going for 100 second, years and then. It's only the second ever Olympics. Oh, God, women, bloody sooks. <laughs> you missed out on one. Come Calm on. Calm down. Mm. Somebody had did to stay home do, look after the kids. The year before, did they do 100 years of men in the Olympics? I mean, come on. If we want, a, if we want equality. <laughs> well, well, they'd had, well, Muhammad Ali lit the torch at yeah, Atlanta. So which was a nice touch, I thought. Because he is for men. a man. <laughs> Doing it for the men out there. It is about time men got their recognition I'd in like sport. To, I ca- could not agree more. I'd yeah. like to dedicate this torch to all male athletes, <laughs> all ma- all men. old and young. <laughs> Around the world. Okay, well, Keep I thought this was a really nice moment until I realised that that's the case. And that that's, it's, no, it's, still, that's, that's fine. Still fine. Better. So they honoured that by uh, there was uh, former Australian um, women Olympic champions uh, did the the last sort of leg of the of the um, the torch race. <laughs> Oh, what do I say? I do remember vaguely. So one of the most boring races of all time. There's only one just, team competing. And they take their time. No, no, but this is like... And I they're s- all oh, 65 plus. Yeah. But I remember watching this and it's kind of like, wow. It was really moving and you didn't know who was going to be next. So you can hear the crowd just going absolutely batshit crazy when they find out who they're passing it on to. It was really amazing. So uh, first up, you've got um, Betty Cuthbert. I remember Betty Cuthbert. <gasps> Betty. Four Olympic Betty's gold medals. Yeah, she's amazing. I'm just doing Olympics as well. You look at their Commonwealth Games and World Championships. These people are freaks. But four Olympic gold medals for Betty. Now, she's um, she had uh, MS, so she's pushed in a wheelchair by Raylene Boyle. Three silver Olympic medals for athletics as well. Then they pass it on to Dawn Fraser. Uh, Heard of her. Four gold and four silver for her swimming and a bunch of world records and Commonwealth Games. Who then passes it on to Shirley Strickland, who has three gold, one silver, and three bon- how, bronze. How good are these names? Shirley, Betty, Shirley. Names. Shirley Strickland Ballroom. Great. Fun, fun one for Shirley. She won the more Olympic medals than any other Australian in running sports. So how many? What did three. she win? Three gold, one silver, m- more medals, not just yeah. gold. So three gold, one silver, three bronze. Yeah, because we are not Seven. good runners traditionally. Because the Kenyans keep beating us. Bloody Kenyans. Bloody Kenyans. They're, they're bloody fast. Mm. Now, uh, Shirley hands it over to Shane Gould. The Americans Gould. go okay as well, I think. Three gold, a silver and a bronze, all at the 1972 Olympics. She did one Olympics, wow. retired at 17 years old. So three, three gold, a silver and a bronze. She Five killed medals it. in her first Olympics and she's like, I'm out. And then she reti- retired because of the pressure and then came back uh, in like master's levels and just beat a whole bunch of world records again. What a freak. What a master. What an absolute freak. Um, who then, she hands it over to Debbie Flintoff-King. Debbie. One gold for uh, Fun fact, uh, I sold the heating and cooling system to Debbie Flintoff-King's uh, new house. Oh. Is this true? La dee What kind of premises is Debbie Flintoff-King dwelling well, in? Well, I'm not going to. I think that that's in confidence. Confidentiality. Client, clientele. I'll tell you off there. I was going to say, tell us after the podcast. Now, so Debbie's running through the middle of the uh, Olympians. Does she look like she's sweaty? Does that sound funny out of fine. context? It's like uh, all of a sudden I'm selling air conditioners, but... That's what you used to do. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's not that funny. Hey, what, what, sorry. Funny. Hey, it's nice that we're celebrating women and I've just spent the whole episode talking over you. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're fine. Even before you, when you said, you said, actually, that's not that uh, impressive, that whole thing about women. I said, no, it is. Shush, 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 Your opinion does not matter. Yeah. Your opi- no, your opinion is not correct. Yeah. <laughs> Adorable. Nice try. Well, uh, this, uh, well, this show is celebrating nine, nine episodes now of Matt talking over Jess. So. That's beautiful. Oh, boy. What a... What I think, uh, so the the whole time, and Dawn Fraser was also, this is just a weird little fact that I've just remembered. She was like up in the officials booth, beca- like where all like the royalty and, and everyone is, because she was sitting with, uh, I don't remember his name, but it's a very long, complicated name. He's like one of the head honchos in the, um, I should have written this down, but now I'm just telling you off the top of my head, uh, of the Olympic Committee, and his wife couldn't be there because she was really sick. She ended up dying the next day. Oh dear. Yeah, she had she really had cancer. Sick. So she was really sick. So he invited Dawn to come and be his guest. So you can see her in like some of the footage like explaining things to him. She's like chatting. Wait, is he from overseas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he um so then she just excuses herself, goes and gets changed into her Olympic track. <laughs> he's like is in that... a, like a telephone booth or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. looks down he's like, is that my date? Yeah. Dawn, what the hell? She's like she was getting a beer. Oh, God. I have to get my own beer now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dawn, what's happening now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just passing. I'll just be one sec. Yeah. It's 100 years mm-hmm. of women. Okay, so what we're doing is... <laughs> <laughs> the Dawn Whisperer. <laughs> so, um, and you can see, like, every time they pass it on, because it's just a spotlight on that on those people running along and then they pass on to the next one and the whole crowd just goes nuts. So Debbie Flintoff King is running through, it's like Moses part in the Red Sea. She's running down this like fairly narrow path between all the Olympians and uh, she gets like halfway and I think they announced it too early because he went, um, Kathy Freeman and she still had a, quite a way to run. Uh-huh. And so she finally gets it, but the, the crowd's already like losing their mind. But it was still like maybe a minute or so before she got to it. Really? And then Kathy Freeman's there. And then there. Kathy Freeman's there. And is she wearing the, in my mind, she's wearing that suit that she won the gold medal It was a in. similar kind of suit. Was she it, wearing it? Was like a, a, it, was a, it didn't have the hood. No hood, But right. it was like a silver suit because she had to run, she ran up the stairs and then into like, she ran up a whole big flight of stairs past the orchestra. Did she do playing. it quickly? Oh, not bad. Good pace. Rec- pretty Good pace. Rec- record time. I mean, it's it's stairs and she's a 400-meter runner. You know, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's different, <laughs> you know. Um, and she gets to the top and then she walks out into like this, like a pool of water and then she lights the cauldron and it it rises up above her. Like, so she's in the middle of these flames as it goes up. It's a, it's so cool. I was also a very big Kathy Freeman fan. So, and, and at what point does the malfunction occur? Um, It rises up a I think it rises up quite a bit and then it doesn't quite go all the way. Like it sort I mean, of stops. That, so do they just wait the four minutes before moving on to yeah. something? Yeah, and yeah. what's Kathy doing at this time? She's just standing there. Is she looking pr- pretty cool and calm? or Yeah, I think so. She's Probably just, looking uh, around a little bit like, oh boy, like what's going on here? But she just plays it cool. I'm sure they're talking in a little earpiece like, uh, okay, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely would be someone yeah. whispering in her ear. All right, Kathy. Um, just having a bit of a technical glitch here, but yeah, don't you worry. Uh, you look great. <laughs> and then they're just like um, sort of talking in the earpiece to the conductor of the orchestra. They're like, quick, make four minutes of music. They're like, our instruments aren't plugged in. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no. We're miming. Um, so that, that sort of brings us to the end of the ceremony. So the cauldron's up now after four minutes. And then everyone sort of goes crazy. And is that that's sort of, that's how it ends? Yeah. And then it's like, and then just a whole bunch of fireworks, and then away we go. I do have a, as as you know, I always like to finish with a few fun facts. Fun facts. So that's how we're going to finish off. 
the you know how there's always uh, French and English. Uh, Madames et Messieurs. Yeah. So the yeah. two and official languages. Then, yeah. Ladies international. and gentlemen. Is and French for and? What? Is and French for and? No, it's, isn't it like... Well, I don't know. Oh, no, I, was just, I just thought Did it might I, have I think I said and. Yeah. Madames et Messieurs. Yeah, like I would have believed that. But okay. It wasn't important. I was just thought, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what... Anyway. I don't know who the... Fun f- facts. I don't know who the French woman is, but the English language announcer for the opening ceremony was Australian actor John Stanton. Now, when I was watching, I was like, where do I know his voice from? And then I looked at him up. He also voices the 40 Winks ads. <laughs> oh, 40 <laughs> so Winks, 40 hour sale. If you watch... 40 go, Winks, 40 hour sale. He doesn't 40 sing winks, the jingles. When, oh. If you go back and watch any clip now, you'll, you'll know the if voice. If I was going to pick any betting uh, advertising person, it would definitely be... Right, 40 Winks. It would no, definitely be for me. It would have definitely been Rod Quantock. Rod Quantock, sure. oh, Captain no, Snooze for point. me too. Great point, but uh, maybe he wasn't available. Um, so as I said before, Andrew Gaze closed, uh, brought the flag in for the uh, opening ceremony for the closing ceremony. It was. Uh, it, I don't think it's decided sort of through the games. It's not decided before. So that it was given to one of the team's youngest members and most celebrated, seventeen-year-old Thorpe. Thorpe. Yes. yes. Got to be Thorpe. He was one of the true stars of the game. He won five medals, three gold and two silver. 17 years old. Pretty good. Not as good oh, as... I didn't realise 17. That's nuts. Old mate Shane Gould, but Shane pretty Gould good. killed it. Yeah, I didn't know. Thorpe mm. was only 17. Wow. Australia won 58 medals. If that's a record, isn't it? Uh, is it the most gold ever was the Sydney Olympics for us? for us. I'm not sure, I actually. believe. Yeah, it was for... I think for us at the time, it was a record. Like we were top and, three or something. often the way in the host country? Like, we yeah. often do well, like, yep. just because of the... It's home. I think we came fourth on the medal count, maybe. We did. Maybe? So, we got 16 gold, 25 silver, 17 bronze, finished fourth behind US, Russia, and China. And I think more, like, last time, I think we were finished somewhere in the top 20. I think that was like, we've never finished that high. That high. Yeah, it was crazy. It was amazing. And uh, we also just sort of strangely... I'm saying we. Yeah, but it is we. Bloody good effort, Matt. When you're at that party at 16 and missing this opening ceremony... Yeah, good job. Knew you were training hard. <laughs> yeah. We had representatives in every sport as well, which was pretty rare. I don't know if we've done that since. And finally... What do you reckon is the easiest sport to get into? If I trained every day... It's, be, it's just the sports that no one else does, right? Shooting. Uh, but we're really good at that. So you, yeah, but it doesn't require yeah. a lot of like physical training or skill. And like you couldn't I take think, up. I think there's no, a lot of skill. skill. But I mean, like it, you don't. If you try to take up gymnastics now, you're fucked. Yeah, couldn't do gymnastics. Shooting's definitely easier than gymnastics to choose to do in your mid twenties. Exactly. <laughs> yes. or, or taking up a whole sport. Like uh, it, if if you're talking about you as a 25 year old, shooting would have to be up there. Maybe horse. Horse riding because people an old are pretty light, <laughs> and I was scared of horses. Okay, so not That's horse riding. What about guns? Shooting. How do you feel about guns? Oh, you couldn't never do shot archery. a gun, but I've never shot a horse. <laughs> so <laughs> couldn't do archery because I I just don't trust your little arms to be able to pull. Uh, piss off those small Korean women do really really well. <laughs> I've seen them in the final. What about uh, badminton? Yeah, no, they're, no, they're still, freaks they're at that. They're doing agile. that since yeah, they three. Who plays it? Like this is the thing. Like oh, to sorry, reach yeah. the top of a sport that. I don't know anyone else who plays it. Yeah, but then is there any? Is yeah, so it as I could, exciting to be a medalist in it? No, I don't think. I think no, so. I don't think we're talking about medalists. Actually, that's fair enough because I'll never beat like a Chinese person that's played. I'll just pick that nation out of out of thin air uh-huh. that's played badminton since there were three. Yeah, but I could. I've got more chance to to be the best. In Australia, yeah. just to get to the Olympics yeah. Yeah, okay. with no hope. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to win a medal in anything because you have to be amazing. 
You yeah, have to work right. most be... of your life. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to take it away from the Australian badminton team. Sorry, everyone. It's probably No, I do. They've had no, it too good it. for too long. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Him. We'll take them down. <laughs> uh, final, final fun fact. How many people would you say watched the Australian uh, the Australian Open, the opening ceremony? <laughs> yeah, it's a little off topic, but um, just <laughs> but curious. Hey, what do you think? <laughs> um, the opening around the world on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm thinking that... 12,000. <laughs> I'm thinking that because... It can't be the most watched one because most of the world is it's the middle of the night mm. this time. So like say the Atlanta games, you can get all of America and can watch it all the Beijing games. It's like all of China is mm-hmm. watching it. Mm-hmm. In so Australia would have been most like, households. Yeah, probably Not like three or four household. millions. I reckon maybe I reckon three it, or four millions. I reckon it could be like That's six right. or seven million in Australia. Wow, it's massive, man! It was huge. But that would be that would be higher than anything ever, right? The block is isn't even that high. Yeah, this is. But it's, this isn't the block. <laughs> the block elimination the, special doesn't even get those kind of numbers. <laughs> sorry, Matt. Sorry. This is the opening ceremony. This is huge. We had like we the whole family sat around. We had little Australian flags. We were like That's really so into it. cute. Mum put like because I was ten, so Mum put like little flags on toothpicks and put them in our sausage rolls. We had like Australian themed food. Oh, I would have loved a sausage roll, but I was vomiting all bloody oh. night. Okay, I'm gonna say this is around the world. Around the world, one fifty, one hundred fifty million. Three point six billion. Are you kidding? Wait, that's 50 that everybody? Of, no, that's fifty percent of the whole world. Three point six billion viewers. Well, that's not real. Is that the Is that most watched one? No, surely Beijing's more. Possibly, I'm not sure. Yeah, I get. So you're telling me that three point six billion people tuned in to watch us make the Olympic rings with lawnmowers? You're welcome, world. <laughs> Best ever. Right, like Best ever. I f- it feels like the kind of thing that, like, eventually people are going to go. Wait, hang on. I've been excited about one of these yeah. before. Never again. Never, never. I don't because it is kind of wanky, but I still I still love to watch it. Yeah, that is well. That is the Sydney 2000 the best Olympic ever, opening ceremony. Best, best ever. ever opening ceremony, and probably the best ever podcast dedicated to it. <laughs> I reckon it could be up there. Top, be up there. F- top five. Was that too? How was that too specific? No, I like no, it. I enjoy it. I think too specific would have been um, the first five Nikki, minutes. What was the name? Nikki Webster. Nikki Webster's uh, sundress. Yeah. Okay. That's too specific. No, I enjoyed that a lot. Thank you, Jess. Pleasure. Thank you for for, for having me <laughs> on this podcast. On my show. That I'm always on. Yes. <laughs> You're always on. Well, if you want to get in contact with Jess, we've won Heckler, or perhaps you are that man that was with Dawn Fraser so that sorry. night. You want to email your new name? You can contact us online at dogoonpod or one word at gmail dot com. If you want to suggest a topic, or we're on Twitter now at Do Go On Pod. Yeah. Oh, Do Goon Pod. <laughs> Do Goon Pod. If you had a good time, uh, rate us on iTunes if that's your thing. Tell someone about it. That would be the best ever. We're going to be back next week. I'm going to be doing a report. My God, I've got to think of something now. The life and times of Dawn Fraser. <laughs> Dawn Fraser. But until next time, we shall see you then. Thank you for joining us. Later. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 